Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is, and if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions, which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona like Snowflake Smokehouse to the largest Chevy dealership in the world right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting BashSolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram Search Bash Solutions to see what we're up to. After being retired for three and a half years, Gabe Dean came out of retirement to win Senior Nationals last month and then went toe-to-toe with world champ David Taylor this week, being seconds away from pulling off the upset, down only 2-4, and then on a takedown about 10 seconds to go. Two days later on Thanksgiving, yesterday, he announced he's not stopping now and he's on a quest to make the Olympic team in 2021. After being on the losing side of a super match back in his junior year in college, which resulted in his only loss that year, Seth Gross got revenge this week as he defeated a pretty hot Bryce Meredith who just took out Bo Bartlett and Austin DeSanto at events in previous weeks. Both Gabe Dean and Seth Gross will be wrestling next weekend in Flo's RTC Cup and both Gabe and Seth join me on today's show. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, Podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen. Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast, wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Bashamania. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's Bashamania! Let me tell you something, brother. He gave us everything he had in him tonight. What you gonna do when Bashamania runs wild on Oh, it's gonna be a good one. And business just picked up here on the podcast. Oh, yeah. All right. The last time you were on here, I introduced you as Gabe Dean, Destroyer of Worlds. <laughs> now, that was a retired Gabe Dean. Now you... uh You've been making waves the last 30 days, but, you know, first, how was your Thanksgiving yesterday? Thanksgiving is wonderful. I, um, you know, my girlfriend and I, we rotate, so I actually spent it down in Louisville, Kentucky this year, where she's from with her family. Um, so she's at Christmas with my, my, my family this year. So, um, but it was great. Her mom, they're all wonderful cooks, so I just get to benefit from that. And, That's uh, the best. I'm, I'm really good at taste testing. Um, I'm really good at that. So I just, I play my role. What's your number so, one Thanksgiving food? You know, so they do something here, and I really like it. They do ribs every Thanksgiving. And, you know, I, I like nothing against turkey, and I don't dislike turkey, but I like ribs a lot more. So I'm Oh, just, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I really dig the, the ribs tradition here. So rib, like, the ribs were phenomenal. So Yeah, you can't go wrong with ribs. And we were just talking offline about the Traeger, and <laughs> – I've got two two racks of ribs in the fridge right now for uh, this weekend. <laughs> if we put it out there that you cook thirty pounds of meat for 10, well, twelve people this for Thanksgiving yesterday, yeah, it's crazy, man. Oh, I'm, pound turkey. Yeah, and I'm looking forward brisket. to getting that brisket going again for lunch. There, I'm probably going to heat it up, make some burnt ends out of it. I'm and, I'm yeah. looking forward to it. I cannot. That was my, I think, one of the most exciting things, aside from cooking for other people, which I love, knowing that today is going to be another feast with all this meat that's left. It's such a good feeling. <laughs> no, no. The leftovers after Thanksgiving are arguably better than Thanksgiving itself. So, 100%. There's no pressure. There's no family conversations. It's just you and the food the way it's meant that's, to be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. 
So, you know, it's funny. I wanted to text you Wednesday morning after your match with David Taylor and Wednesday got caught up all day in Thanksgiving prep. And then I was thinking about texting you again yesterday. And then you make the announcement. I'm coming for the Olympic trials. And I'm like, okay, stop what you're doing. I might have had one hand on the brisket. Okay, stop. We got to come on the podcast. So before we talk about the David Taylor match Olympics, I want to go back because in April, you you were on the podcast and, and we had a long talk about your passions and your desire to be a coach. And, you know, then these last 30 days, you, you've been competing. You've uh, you've set the retirement aside, if, if nothing else, temporarily. What made you want to come back and start competing? You know, quite honestly, so, you know, if you, if, you, if you read my post yesterday, I was talking about, you know, something that vividly sticks out in my mind when I was in sixth grade. Um, my dad wanted to be a head college wrestling coach for, and he was, he was there, you know, he's, he's, Tom Meikle is coming to retirement inside the next few years. And um, my dad was next in line, but he stepped down and he took a high school head wrestling coach job where his brother was, who had built a successful football program um, because he knew, he knew that was the, the best choice with the most opportunity for him to be a father and for his kids to grow up in the right environment. And I think all of our choices, you know, you know, that we've made as a family and that I try to make of always have a deeper underlying meaning than just, you know, doing it for yourself. Um, and it's always, it seems like my life, you know, is always like whatever I think is going to happen. It doesn't happen that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can <laughs> um, relate. But the, yeah. But the reason that it always ends up, you know, being, you know, for the most part, the right choice is because it comes from a place of um, really just, uh family you know and um every and when this decision you know i didn't i came out of retirement to wrestle in the flow event um that was a plan and then i was gonna go right back in and then um like like i said like the rest of my life has taken place um and my dad's words of always recognizing opportunity and not being afraid of it continually replaying in my mind um just I was sitting sitting here yesterday and just thinking a lot about it. I was drinking coffee and I was like, you know, talking with my my brother, um, my girlfriend, my dad, my mom, my whole family, and you know, they were all like, "Hey, this is something we support you on." And um, I was like, "All right, let's uh, let's go for it." So you made the decision yesterday, then? Yeah, I came full circle. Yeah, it's it's funny because, you know. I'm sure it's not as funny to you, but more from an irony standpoint, you kind of come out of retirement for this flow $20,000 challenge. And that's the only event you didn't like completely excel at. You win senior nationals, you beat Nate Jackson in a close one, one match, you tech Lujan. And then the one match that you didn't look that great or didn't really go your way was the flow bracket challenge. What was going through your head yeah. between both that tournament and senior nationals? Well, you know, I, you know, I didn't necessarily love the way that I wrestled at senior nationals. I mean, I uh, cut myself a little bit of a break. I hadn't competed in about three and a half years, but um, <laughs> right. I, I, I didn't love, you know, the, especially the last two matches, you know, winning on a point or two. It's not, not fun wrestling. It's not the way to do things. So I didn't love the way that I wrestled. Um, so I was looking forward to the flow event. And I, and I still like enjoyed the flow event, you know, it was fun. It's yeah. fun to prepare for, fun to be with my guys and, my team getting ready for that kind of stuff and um you know tried to force a bad position and got stepped over and you know paid the consequence for it um but just like anything you know like i've continuously just just failed at so many things throughout my life i you know and 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 everybody a lot a lot of people times see the successes but those successes don't come without so much failure along the way um nobody just continues to win everything along their journey to um, you know, accomplishing the things that they want, um, as, as anybody successful will tell you. So, you know, it was just another bump in the road. And then, you know, I got the text from Cal and I was like, you know, an opportunity to take on the best in the world. That's all I really thought of it. I, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, who would, who wouldn't do it? Um, you know, um, that's something that I would regret forever if I didn't do it. Yeah. Um, and so that came like shortly right after the flow event and, Honestly, you know, it's the flow thing stung, you know, for a little bit, but 
you know, just like anything, you dust yourself off, you make your couple adjustments, you know, work, go back, work on your gut wrenches, um, and, uh, and then, you know, get better because of it. So. After the flow event, were you thinking, I, I'm like, you had the tournament, you had the dual event, we'll call it, under your belt. Were you thinking right then and there, hey, I'm, I'm liking being back in the, back in the arena? I, I like, I've just been enjoying the, the process, you know, the recruiting dead periods till April 15th. The Ivy League canceled, you know, all Ivy League winter sports. Yeah. Um, you know, so, you know, like, you know, like I said in a couple other interviews, like my purpose every day is to live a life of service. And, and that's why I love coaching. Um, but if there was a time where I could be maybe a little bit more selfish and maybe yeah. make a run at this thing, it would be right now. Um, what I, the last thing I'd ever want to do is try to do something for myself and, you know, hurt Cornell wrestling or any of the guys on the team, you know, from pursuing something just for me. Um, but in this unique circumstance that we're in with this country right now, um, even in, in a very first time, uh, there's opportunity. And um, that's what, you know, made me ultimately come around to this decision. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because if you talk to different guys in the Cornell camp, they're, they're all obviously your biggest fans. And they've been saying for a while that you've never left competition shape. And I was texting with Yanni, uh, Tuesday night after the David Taylor match. And I'm like, you were right. Like David Taylor is a guy who for the last three years has been just on a relentless tear. And one of the biggest things he does is score points and drive a pace that nobody can hang with. And here you got to his legs three times in the final period. You got the match to four, two in the second period. If you would have told me that you would have been a four, two match in the first period. And then David Taylor blows it open in the second. I'd be like, that makes sense with what I've seen. You completely defied that. You're down 4-2. You take him down 50 seconds to go. Then you get to his legs. Then you get to his legs again. What do you think your – where did your ability come from to be able to compete with a world champion who very few people can go the distance with him because his pace has just been unstoppable, and you were right there. I got to imagine that instills even more confidence. Like with 12 seconds to go, you're in a 50, 50 position that could really have gone either way. Yeah. I, um, you know, I just kind of beat myself up after the match. Cause I mean, I didn't know what to expect. Right. I mean, I watched this guy and obviously David Taylor's amazing world yeah. champion, easily one of the pound for pound best wrestlers in the world right now. Um, and I've just watched him destroy people, you know, right. destroy you know, world champs, Olympic champs, uh, yeah. you know, any, anybody with a resume, he's, uh, he's taken down. Um, so I went in with a lighthearted approach. I had a little bit of a game plan, actually a game plan. I wish I would have, you know, we, we tried something, which was like, Hey, let's just feel them out the first three minutes. Yeah. Um, which I, I wish I would have just came out and wrestled like I did in the second period for the first three minutes. Yeah. Um, but, it was it's something like when you prepare for these kind of opponents and these kind of events, you're only making yourself better. I mean, you're only improving yourself. You know, you have to you take around the best guy in the world. You got to really get ready for that. So, and, you know, like, you know, you were talking about Yanni. I, I, uh, I still compete hard in the room. I still wrestle hard. Um, and especially the last two months that I decided to start really training yeah. again, started, you know, you know, get put on in those, you know, at the end of practice when you're dead tired, getting put on the rowing machine and doing all that extra fun stuff again. So, um, but, you know, half the time I go into these competitions, whether I win or lose, uh, you know, I never technically know what's going to happen. But after, yeah. after that match, I was like, you know, um, you know, I, I want, I'd love to wrestle him again. Two, I, I can't just look back at this period of my life and say that I didn't even try at this point. It just seemed it kind of Tuesday night was like, all right, like you got to really heavily consider doing this. Um, and then yesterday was when I came full circle. So, and you told a great story and I want you to tell the story here for those who haven't read the Instagram post, you know, and you just, you started telling the story with your dad coaching and there was something on the wall. I want you to tell that story that helped get you to that decision. Yeah, so like I said, my dad, you know, very humbly took a became that 
head of security of a high school uh, in, West, in West Michigan, where his brother had built a successful football program. And they had agreed that they wanted to, you know, my cousins grew up right down the street from me. My grandparents grew up the other way down the street from me. You know, we, we became a, a family town almost. And, uh, you know, my, they, they agreed that they wanted to raise their kids through sports and, you know, because they knew that would be best for the, their old, ultimate fundamental values that they would become better people through um, all the lessons that they learned in sports. And then they, uh, so my dad took the head wrestling coach job. And I remember I was going into sixth grade. Uh, my brother was, you know, was going into third grade. And when we were little kids, we grew up on wrestling mats at Michigan State. I mean, like we were running around, you know, jumping on the monkey, you know, that pull up bars and, you know, the, those guys were our heroes. So we grew up running around on wrestling mats. My dad took us everywhere. I mean, I went to rec hall when I was four years old, you know, with the team <laughs> when they were doing Penn State. You know, I've been I've been involved. I learned how to play euchre on the bus rides with the guys. You know, I just I, I learned I learned. You know, I was just involved with yeah. wrestling since I was born. Um, so he took us everywhere, and he, you know, he, I remember we were Max and I. I don't know. We were just kind of hanging out in the house, and he's like, "Hey, hey, boys, I need you guys to help me with something." Um, and we just got moved to Lowell and he was, you know, just taking over the program. And we went up to the wrestling room with him. And the way that the Lowell wrestling room is, is that it's on the second story of, uh, of, a uh, uh, elementary school building. Um, so we get there and he's got this sign and it says recognize opportunity. And it's got the Lowell red arrow crest in the middle of it. It says recognize opportunity under it in Latin. And, um, he takes us, he takes us up there and he, he, we put up the sign and, you know, we're going into sixth grade and third grade. We don't really know what it means. Well, sure. in fact, he's helping dad out. And he says to us, you know, he, he looks at both of us and he goes, do you guys know what this means? And Max and I just kind of shrug our shoulders. We're like, you know, no, no dad, we don't, we don't know what it, we don't know <laughs> right. what it And he goes, I want you guys to understand this because you're going to see it every day when you walk into this wrestling room. And it means that no matter what you do in your life, you need to be able to recognize opportunity and go for it without fear. And to us at the time, it still was like, oh, all right, well, you know, just kids. So we're just like, no, oh, that's a, okay, dad, you know. Um, but every day that I went into that wrestling room, I would see it. And then as different things started to come into my life, um, you know, when I started, you know, really coming into being an athlete at the, at a higher level, you know, when I got into high school wrestling and I was taking on different challenges and opportunity, I, it really became clear to me what he was saying because we're presented with these huge, you know, like I'll take the David Taylor match as an example. We're presented with these huge challenges to try to overcome. Nobody, you know, if I were judged by the media, what, everything the media was saying, you know, I, I, it was pointless for me to even show up the other night because I was going to get texted in the first period. Yep. Um, and I, you know, a lot of people, you know, steer away from that because they see an opportunity, but they're terrified of what's on the other side of it, yep. terrified of what the result might be. You know, everybody, we're humans, our innate nature is to try to be comfortable um, and, and live in a comfort zone. But the people that find success in life continually are pushing themselves outside of their comfort zone because they see opportunities and sometimes they fail, sometimes they don't, but they, that they keep moving forward because of it. And that's when he was really trying to teach us, like, no matter what it is, no matter how you feel, no matter how tall of an order, uh, how big of the challenge it is, you boys need to go for things in your life. Um, and you need to do it without being fearful of it. Yeah, so. for sure. And, and I know you talked about, talking to your brother and I know how close you are with your brother and it's interesting because he's also at 86 kilos even next week I think for the RTC cup 86 kilos Max Dean slash Gabe Dean <laughs> what yeah. was that yeah. like knowing your brother's at the same weight even you know next week like deciding who's going to wrestle which matches like what went into that you know it's a, and it, it's it's been a, just an absolute dream come true for me to you know, have Max, you know, coming into his own and figuring his stuff out, yeah. um, you know, with the same program. And, you know, I get to be in, in a part of that in his corner. Um, it's, uh, 
that we've never been on the same team. You know, we were always a year off. So, you know, this freestyle stuff, we kind of get to be in the same events and on the same team. And honestly, you know, I want to first just put it on tape here is that Max has had to deal with a lot harder things than I have. Um, and it's because, you know, I didn't have an older brother that, you know, had had success um, and was a prominent, you know, more of a prominent name in wrestling. I didn't step into the same weight class at the same school right after, you know, my older brother just had a great career there and have to deal with all that stress and pressure. You know, Max has had to overcome all of that, and he has. I'm so proud of him. And he was the first one, you know, after the, after I got done, you know, with the Taylor match, I was sitting in my hotel room, dis- just disappointed, you know, because I, I, you know, I, I wanted to obviously win. Um, competitor in me, and um, he said, you got you to gotta go for it, Gabe. Which for him to say that, you know, is pretty powerful to me because it's really, to me, about his career and his journey right now, um, you know, and and I wanted it to be that focus for him. You know, I wanted to be there for him. Um, but when he said that to me, I said, are you sure? You know, like, this isn't going to impact you in any negative way. Um, I don't want to take away from your journey, your experience, Max. And he said, no, you, he goes, I'll be there right beside you the whole step of the way. Like I got you back. And, uh, that was pretty, that he was one of the bigger influences on this because, of um, his, you know, for him to say that to me. So, yeah, it gives me chills to just picture that conversation of you being so close. Like I said, being in that kind of 50, 50 position where it could have went either way. And then for your brother to be the first one to say, you got to yeah. go for it. You're right there. That's pretty special. Have you guys figured out there's so many good competitors at 86 next week in this flow tight Mercury RTC cup with, you know, Nate Jackson, Miles Martin, there's so many good guys. Have you guys figured out who's going to wrestle who or, or how that's going to go yet? No, we, we, we haven't figured it out yet. Um, you know, uh, it's just, I think the plan is for me to, you know, be the one wrestling. Um, but if the duel is locked up or something like that, you know, he, he might step yeah. in. Uh, but I think I'm going to be wrestling the majority of the matches, if not all of them. And it's an interesting year because I feel like normally in years like this, as soon as you'd be able to say, hey, I'm going to go for the Olympic trials, I'm going for this, you'd, you'd start planning out your schedule and saying, okay, I'm going to go overseas to the Uregan or I'm going to do this. This year it's so different. What has that been like yeah. to say, hey, okay, I'm going to go to the Olympic trials, but schedules aren't really set in stone. Have you figured out like what your path is to April? You know, it's, 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 I'm thinking I'm just going to take the same approach as if I was still in retirement, um, which in the, in the mindset of like, hey, something comes up, an opportunity to compete, a good challenge, yeah. like go for it, you know? Um, and so that's, that's going to be my approach going through April. Um, you know, I, uh, even though I announced that I'm going to try to make the Olympic team and do this, the Olympic dream, I, I don't bring the expectation on from that. You know, at the end of the day, it's something that I'm looking forward to trying to accomplish, something that I'm looking forward to doing. Um, and I will participate in any events that help me get ready for that. Yep. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, you know, whether it happens or not, like, like I said, I, I just feel blessed that I will get to say that I'm going to be able to be able to do it and have the support to do yeah. it. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll do everything in my power to make sure that I'm in the best position possible and ready to take that on. I love it. Last thing I want to talk about real quick and I'll let you go. You know, you mentioned that it's funny how the timing works where I'm a marketing guy. So I, I'm into storylines. So if you told me, let's just say completely hypothetically, if you won the Olympics and you start making the story or telling the story of the dead period being extended till April 15th. So you had more time. So you go and train the stories there. It's hard not to root for you, but I know it doesn't come with some disappointments. And you mentioned the Ivy league canceling winter sports this year. What was yeah. that like where I know how passionate you are for the team. And I, and the more I talk to guys like Yanni and, and Mike Gray, and that there's such a culture there. What was it like for you when the Ivy league, decided to cancel winter sports this year broke my heart you know i like i said like like you said you talk to yanni and mike and you see what big kind of family that we are at cornell and how much we care about each other you know like i look at you know 38 guys and you know three other coaches and our athletic trainer and anybody that's involved in our program all of our alumni and supporters and i just 
my heart breaks for him because, you know, like we have so much support. Our guys care so much. They work so hard. Our coaching staff works so hard. Um, and for them to not be able to display, you know, all that hard work and dedication, you know, just it, it, it sucks. It's terrible. Um, and, you know, we got tons of exciting things happening it's just going to be put on delayed uh now but the uh you know we had alumni come together and donate five million dollars for us to have one of the greatest wrestling facilities in the world um you know our team was ranked you know depending on what pool you're looking at second or third in the country um you know we had plenty of guys that were ready to be all americans probably for the first time wrestling for national championships um ready to go and uh, they're just going to have to be patient, you know, again for yeah. another year. And, um, you know, my heart breaks for them. I know it all makes sense someday. You know, I, I, I don't think anything, you know, you can disagree with me, but I do think everything in life does happen for a reason. Yeah. Um, you might not have the answer at that time, but you'll reflect back someday and, and you'll understand why. Um, so regardless of the situation, you know, our guys were awesome the way that they handled it. They got up the next day, they ran off their lift. So um, it didn't stop us from moving forward through Thanksgiving break. Now we gave them th a nice Thanksgiving break since they don't have a season. But we're coming up with some creative solutions. Um, and, you know, the guys are just being great about it. So. I got to say, I mean, Spartan RTC looks like the favorite for this RTC Cup. I've said that since the minute it came out. I mean, the team you guys have is just bananas. I'm already trying to help organize the Nittany Lions Wrestling Club versus Spartan. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> we want it to happen. We want it to happen. And I know, you know, and I talked to, you know, Coach Sanderson, and, um, you know, he seems very open to making it happen. So um, we want that to happen. We want to do it, and we want to compete. Um, with them um they got obviously just great great club there um and we and we want it so any you know i think we're going to be shooting for a date you know definitely after new year's uh but you know hey justin you you know anything to make that happen we, we'd love to do it so yeah i'm pushing for it <laughs> yeah that's great awesome, I, I'm too. awesome so. well listen any final words before i let you go here no, I appreciate you having me on again. You know, love being on Bosch Mania and do a great job listening to all your podcasts. So keep it up, man. Thank you. And next time you're up, you got to come up here sometime with Yanni and I'll, and I'll get the triggers fired up. We'll get, uh, Dude, <laughs> we'll get some that. meat you smoking. It's easy to tempt me, man, with meat. You tell me that meat smoking, I'm ready to go. Man. Dude, next time Yanni just comes home, just hop in the car. <laughs> okay, I'll bring a whole crew over there. I, 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 hey. you know, I'll, bring, I'll bring the whole Spartan RTC over. We all love that stuff. I've got two triggers, so. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. So, that's awesome, great. man. We'll talk soon. All right. Good talking to you, Justin. Always a pleasure, Gabe. And now switching gears to Seth Gross. You just getting back from practice? Yeah, yeah, just got yeah lifted this morning early with Reader, and then we went over and got some drilling in. And I could barely roll out of bed this morning. It was early, but man, I was in like a coma. I told my wife, I'm like, my stomach still hurts, but oh, I, I got to get ready for more leftovers soon. That's why I got out of bed this morning was specifically because I got to work off those calories from yesterday. <laughs> I know. How was your Thanksgiving? Good. It's good. Yeah. We actually, me, me and Ron actually went over to Macy's house. She's a couple hours from here okay. and I had her, her family have us over for dinner, had some prime rib and played some games. So that was, that was pretty fun. You know, I want to do a prime rib. I think next year I'm going to, I did a brisket and a turkey this year. I just actually had a little bit of brisket heated up. It's, it's so good, but I usually do a prime rib on Christmas. You just, you can't beat it. I know it was, it was so good. Yeah. I could eat, I could eat prime rib every day easily. So, I was texting with you all week, so I'm thinking it only makes sense to hop on here. I just talked to Gabe Dean about his match, the NWC event and all that. And the last time you were on was 4th of July. We didn't know what was coming next. Now you've got a couple matches back under your belt. I know the Joe Cologne match didn't go quite your way, but you still put up 30 points on the board. That was a, <laughs> that was a fun event yeah, to watch, if nothing else. Yeah, no, it was a fun match. It was good to just get out there, get that rust off. But yeah, it's crazy looking back. I was looking at some of the pictures actually from that event and just how, you know, I was pretty puffy coming off quarantine and chunky. And I waited at 138 for that one. I was 143 this weekend and I was a lot, you know, just, just slimmer and getting stronger and stuff. So it was, 
it's kind of crazy, you know, how, how, how different those two matches are, but I was even, you know, higher weight now. So it was, it was, that was one of the coolest things about this event was I just went out there and like, I didn't have to worry about weight, nothing. It was just focus on wrestling. Do you and, feel a giant difference? I, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's, it was crazy. It's like, I don't even know how to explain it, but it just almost felt like I wasn't really actually going to wrestle because I'm so used to like the focus being so on making this weight that it was like, it was cool. It was like uh, just a normal doing everything normal and freaking training normal and just going and showing up and wrestling and competing. So it was, it was a really fun experience. And I think it just, you know, I had no nerves going into that. No, nothing. It was just, Hey man, this is, it's a fun thing to do. And we were texting about the fact that you seemed so jacked up after, which I love to see, you know, and, and you had, when we were texting, you had said how much that match meant to you after you guys wrestled a couple of years ago. Was that your thought going into it? Like, I need to get this one back? Yeah, absolutely. I think that, you know, obviously, you know, Bryce is an awesome competitor. He comes ready to wrestle every time. But for me, it was it was more than just, you know, just going out there and wrestling. For me, it was this dude beat me. It was my only loss my junior year of, of you know, of my season that year. You know, it took me out of the Hodge race probably. And, you know, that was, that was a match that, you know, was, was one of the biggest matches of the year, and I lost it. And, and I, it was a great experience, don't get me wrong, but, Right. That, that, that's something I still think about, you know, I was this close. And um, so I, I had something to get really fired up about. I was training at a really, you know, just a high level and I was just focused, extremely focused on the matchup. And um, just, it, it did almost felt like I got, I got to, I got to get this done here. And it was cool. And, you know, now we're two, two in the series. So some, sometime we're going to have to, we're going to have to do the final grudge match and see how that goes. But uh, yeah, I, I, I had a lot to get ready for this time. It wasn't just, you know, I'm going to wrestle for fun. It was, it was, I got to go win this thing. Yeah. And I look at you as kind of a leader in the Wisconsin room. You know, you're one of, if not the most accomplished guys, you're on the coaching staff at Wisconsin. When you look at the event, you know, you capped it off with the main event. When you look back at the event, what's your thoughts on it? It was unbelievable, man. Obviously, you know, it was a, it's hectic time to be doing stuff like this, but it was, it was unbelievable. And being able to do it right here, you know, in the city that I train in was, was just so cool. And we had, had a bunch of our young guys on the card and we're, we're planning on another one already December 15th. And we're going to have young guys on that card too. And you know, that they can kind of just look to see, you know, how am I warming up? How am I doing this? And, and kind of, kind of follow suit it was cool. And, you know, I got to get, get some of those guys there from being my warm up partner, being Bryce's warm up partner. So, Overall, I think for the program, this was this was huge, huge for these young guys, and just getting to be around it, and getting be getting to be around that intensity, and just just the different things, and, and yeah, it was just overall it went really well, and um, yeah, we're fired up to do it, do another one now. Yeah, and it's interesting because I was talking to my wife about it, and for me, at first, you know, we've had a couple what I'll call is like super cards, cards where every match is like super planned out, super exciting. And this was one of the first events that wasn't necessarily that, where every match is super hyped up, every match is two big names. What it felt like for me was this is like a wrestling season where you have some dual meets, where guys are getting matches in, girls are getting matches in, and you have a couple key main events that you're really looking forward to. And I'm like, this for me feels like a wrestling season. Mm -hmm. It feels like a dual meet in a wrestling season. And if the sport is going to grow through having all these duels. You're going to have that. You're going to have some duels where not every, every athlete competing is a superstar. There's going to be wrestlers that are getting better. Just like if you're watching a duel, some duels are going to have loaded lineups, but the majority of wrestling teams, I felt like this was the first really duel I've seen where it's like, this is real. Yeah. This is like sustainable. Every match isn't a super match. Every match isn't like trying to just pull stuff together. And I like that. And I think that's what the Tar Heel Wrestling Club is doing too, where it's like you see a lot of uh, UNC and Tar Heel competitors. And yeah. that for me, like there was a sense of like comfort, like, man, this feels like a wrestling season. Did it feel like that for you where it's like not some of these duels, whether it's, you know, I'd say the Nittany Lion ones have been where like every match is kind of a, a bigger name and then, you know, kind of going on down through some of these other cards, it feels like a wrestling season event. Is that what it felt like for you? Yeah, absolutely. And that's so kind of crazy. It actually started out, we, we were planning on just doing an inner squad and then probably doing two premier matches and just yeah. having our guys wrestle each other. And 
we kind of put something out there looking for, you know, who I'm going to wrestle. And we got a flood of just people that wanted to wrestle and come be on the card and compete and, and get out there. So then we we're like, you know, let, 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 let's have our guys, you know, get some experience against other competitors. It's a good time to, you know, just do that. And it wasn't necessarily our goal to go have, like you said, a super match at every single weight, have a high level thing, because, you know, a big thing for us was, you know, we wanted to get a lot, a lot of Wisconsin people on the card, yeah. really target that demographic. And we did a good job of that, right? We, got, we brought in guys that go compete for different schools, but they're Wisconsin kids. And yeah. that was a big focus for us. And right, just getting back on the mat and getting getting the rust off, and and yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't we're not trying to fill every single match. We just want wrestling, man. We just want want things for people to watch and uh, showcase Wisconsin wrestling a little bit, and and that's what we're going to continue to do. I think we're going to get we got some cool ideas coming up here that that'll be you know a lot of high level matches, but we're going to continue regardless as have, having having you know just the, just our everybody just get a chance to compete, and I think that that you know it's cool because on on these big cards, you know really do d2 d3 you don't necessarily see these guys on these cards and, yeah. and we're, we, we love having those guys they'll come and wrestle and um and be on the card and there's a lot of good guys and, and it gets their program in the spotlight so there's a lot of great things about doing that as well so that's kind of been our focus yeah and i can't remember who i was just talking to about it but i think that's one area where i really like this rock <clears throat> excuse me this rockfin model where you're paying 9.99 a month for all this different content so as a consumer standpoint you're not really thinking about and this is where i hope rockfin continues to go it's kind of like me with flow or big 10 network or anything else i never think about is this worth getting a subscription because yeah. there's so many events you're just like great another event to watch that's my perspective and if, if you don't do that it's harder like with this Tar Heel wrestling club event it, you know i love what we just talked about of having some inner squad matches having some some athletes get matches in and then having a couple you know key bouts i think yeah. that's really sustainable for the sport and that's where i see it to be it, to, to be more sustainable whereas a, a match like Target Wrestling Club's having, that's a $30 price point. As a fan, I'm sitting here saying, yeah. man, you got to bring in some good matches for me to pay $30 for, in essence, one dual meet, right? And and that's where the super duels kind of like come into play. Like, hey, if you're going to pay 30 bucks for one event. So it's going to be interesting to see. I was shocked. And I know Tony's a big Rockfin guy, so I was kind of surprised when I saw him go the fight TV route. Yeah. But... I'm excited to keep seeing this. And, and I think we're going to get some big duels. And then I really hope a lot of these RTCs, no matter where you are, I think the Wolfpack should have an event with the majority of their guys, maybe a few super matches. I, I think that's such a good model. And like you said, getting guys matches in, especially right now, has to be, you got to think about it. You know, I was just talking to Gabe about, okay, here you are announcing you're going to make an Olympic run what's your schedule like you don't really know you know so what a great model and you know i think for the higher somebody is in the rankings ladders the more likely you are going to be to get those big matches and yeah. i think there's naturally going to be this contention like i want to wrestle the best guys when chenzo and nick lee were just on i both said all right if there is a nittany lion wrestling club spartan rtc dual meet do you, who do you guys yeah. want? Nick, do you want Yanni? Chenzo, do you want Dake? You know, like, is that the mindset? Because you see a lot of these people chirping, and I see some of the back and forth, and you never know. This wrestling community can be very fake. You see people almost kind of, like, scripting oh, yeah. stuff back and forth, and yeah, I can yeah. see when it's more genuine. Like, I saw you in, you in a little Cornell battle <laughs> where it's like, well, what about Vito? What about Yanni? And it's yeah. like, I hope it gets to that point to where it's everybody wants the best person like a dual me. Of course, you're always going to have some people that likely duck people, but I feel like especially for the top competitors and I'll let you speak to you, but it's like looking out as a fan, it looks like most of the top competitors want the top guys. Yeah. Yeah. And this is actually something me and Bryce talked about a little bit. We got, we got a meal the day before you had to leave for the airport and chat a little bit about the whole thing. And it's like, I think a lot of people talk talk a lot and stuff and here and there, but they're so selective about when they compete and doing this and doing that and got to be the right amount of money and this or that. And, and it's just like, 
man, you never know. What if, what if the Olympics doesn't happen and you're sitting here not wrestling because you were getting ready for that? What if, what if you get injured tomorrow? Like you need to take every opportunity you can to compete. Like who cares? You know, obviously you got to know your value, but at the same time, get out there and wrestle. Don't, don't say you're all about wrestling these guys and then avoid some of the bigger matchups. And, and I think there's, there's, there's plenty of people that will wrestle anybody anywhere, anytime, but then you got the guys that are super selective and I, you know, didn't say they will, but don't, right. They need this paycheck. They need, they need this certain weight. They need like everything to be exactly perfect. And as soon as those contracts come in, next thing you know, they're pulling out because it's not exactly what they wanted. And it's like, at the end of the day, we, we need guys just to freaking go out there and wrestle. And that's like, that's why I love Bryce, man. That's what he, he didn't care. Right. He, he, he was one of the chillest dudes to work with. You know, we offered him and he, some money. He freaking said, yeah, let's freaking wrestle. And he, he didn't even care about the money. You know, it wasn't about that to him. He wants to freaking grow his brand. Right. That's, as a focus. He knows he's growing his brand. He knows he's going to, you know, learn from it, get better at wrestling and, and, and who cares, you know, it doesn't, doesn't always have to be this big paycheck that you need to expect every time or this big, you know, thing. And, that, and that's the same thing for me, right? I'm going to go wrestle whenever I get the chance, right? I'm going to jump on an RTC duels team to go get some matches. I'm going to, you know, every chance I can get to compete at this point in time, right? I'm going to get out there. And, and like I said, right, you don't know, you don't know, maybe next, you know, you could get injured. You could get the Olympics could get, you know, who knows with the coronavirus going on, what's going to happen. So it's get out there and compete. And that's going to continue to make things more and more sustainable when more and more people are looking for matches constantly. Then, then more people are going to have to run events to make sure everybody's getting – their guys are getting matches and getting prepared. Yeah, and I think it's important too. You know, everybody looks at other sports and says wrestling needs to do this. And I think to that effect, if you look at football, if you look at basketball, if you look at mainstream sports, you're going to see selectiveness from the absolute top. You know, there's a lot of other athletes who want that selectiveness, but they don't get it. And I think wrestling could look at should look at that and say, if you're an absolute top guy, if you're a Jordan Burroughs and you know you're in demand and you know what you what you draw and you know this and that and you can get X amount, fight for it. Go for it. That's great. But for a lot of guys and girls who are trying to build their brand, especially as different sectors within wrestling are trying to emerge, as yep. women's wrestling is is growing rapidly, I, I see these people, and I see them on both sides, men and women. You see the people who just talk about it and then don't really want to wrestle. And, you know, you have to go in and try to get matches. And as a fan, I can appreciate that because I know somebody like you is, is putting on the line and you're you're backing up what you say. You're saying like Bryce's message after his last duel where he's like, you know, he kind of ignited a fire for a couple of days where it's like, yeah. you got to go out there. You got to grow your brand. You got to do what you do. It's good to see that. And, and I'm hoping that's where it gets to more and more. I love like after that, I loved seeing, um, I think it was at the NLWC event, Jordan Oliver, like, yo, I want, I want in on the next card. And I think he alluded to wanting to wrestle Zane because I said, dude, you and Chenzo would be a great match if you're a little heavier. Like, I would love to see that match. And, you know, I I love seeing that attitude. And and to that effect, I saw, I think it was just like two days ago, Flo announced that Michich is out and you were in. How did that come about? Uh, They just just reached out and then he just said hey Mitchick doesn't he doesn't know if he's he's, he's gonna go he, he he's got Serbia, you know world cup in serbia and if he ends up going there right we, we would we'd like to have you on the team and i was all for it right this is a great chance to wrestle a ton of great guys right the 57 pound weight or the 57 kilo weight class is unreal you got nation you got Vito, darian cruz you got all sorts jack mueller so many good guys at the weights yeah. and you know why, why why wouldn't i go out there and get a chance to wrestle these guys you know and I don't know. I just, I, I love competing. I love, love getting out on the mat and especially when you can get, you know, three, four matches in a weekend against high level guys. Right. I, th- that's why I'm so excited about the duels is it's like these cards are unbelievable, but it, it's one match. Right. I, I love to, I love the whole thing and getting three, four, five, six matches in a few days. And that that's fun to me. So I'm, I'm so excited to just compete over and over. And so I had, I wasn't going to pass that opportunity up and they were, they were, you know, willing to have me on the team and uh, hopefully we can go, go win the big, big money prize and uh, help them out a little bit, but I'm excited for it. You know, you mentioned getting in three or four matches and I keep bringing up that, that point with different people in conversations. Cause I, 
I love these duels and I love watching them. And I'm like, you know, I keep bringing up the point on this podcast about four years ago when I was talking to, when I was talking to Kale on the podcast last month, I said, it's interesting four years ago, the Nittany line wrestling club, Penn state would have been sending everybody to senior nationals this year because they had three cards within like, I don't know, 70, 80 days. You don't see that urgency to go travel and go to a tournament. The downside to that is how do you build the model around tournaments? Yeah. I love this idea. This is kind of the best of both worlds where you have duels, but yeah. you're also getting three, four matches in a yeah. weekend because you want to win a world championship. You want to win Olympic gold. You got to win a tournament. It's not a dual meet. You know, is, is that one of your reasons for wanting to go in this to try to get that tournament feel of having three, four matches in a weekend? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that's what, at the end of the day, when, when, if trials happen, you know, it's going to be a two day thing. You're going to have to string together, you know, all the big tournaments, you're going to have to string together multiple matches, unless you're sitting out to the finals, right. It's always going to be a long day of wrestling. So, so like, like I said, right. Duels are fun. They're fun for the fans. They're fun for everybody. But as a competitor, when you get the chance, you got to go wrestle multiple matches in a day, be able to consistently wrestle, recover, wrestle, recover. And, and right. It's hard to get that right now. So they, it, was, it was a no-brainer to go wrestle in this event. And, um, yeah, that's actually, I mean, not, not to give away what we're trying to do in the future, but we want to run kind of kind of similar to kind of flow thing, but do little little 57-kilo brackets and get, you know, some of our guys, bring in some guys and do, you know, do that one day. And then the next week maybe do, another, do things like that where you can actually string together. And I feel like that, you know, it, it, it causes a lot of buildup, right? You're, now you're excited to see who's going to pull out of the semifinals and wrestle in the finals. And, Right. It's a little bit more storylines versus right. One match, you can only, you know, so much can go on versus this guy upset this guy. And now he can you do it again? And this yeah. and that. And, and that's where it gets fun. Man. And that's why that's what we're trying to do a little bit. So hopefully, hopefully that can happen. But there's so many different different routes and different people can go. And I'm excited. Because now, now we got a platform where everybody can work together on this. It doesn't need to be, you know, oh, we can't have any of your guys on the card because we're trying to do this thing. Right. It's like. Then we can all build this thing together. We can all, everybody wins if we can just keep building this platform and keep keep growing this fan base, and everybody's gonna be able to make some money off of it. And so that that's the thing I love about it, right? The collaboration you can have. You know, hey, you send a guy to us this month, we'll send one to you you next month. Things like that. So I think I think it's awesome, and I'm excited for for the way things are headed. And competition is a good thing, right? And I saw like I saw Mark Perry tweet last night something about a 57 pound bracket and i don't know if that's tied to what you're talking about but if you start having different brackets and different tournaments on different networks and different it's gonna create there's gonna you're gonna see both you're gonna see times where it's like tuesday where that was an amazing thing as a wrestling fan to sit through and watch two wrestling duels that was awesome and if you start having more and more competitions to where it's like hey we want to have a better 57 kilo bracket than you I don't yeah. care who it is. I don't care if it's on a club level, if it's on a media level. I don't care what level it's on. I think it's super cool that you're going to start saying, like like you said, you're going to start collaborating and say, we need to make this the best event possible or go that extra degree to where it's, you know, hey, this event could be cool. But then if you know you have some competition, you're like, okay, how do we, this event is cool, but what can we do to take it to the next level? Can we fly this guy in? Can we? And I think Flo's trying to do a bit of that, right? They're bringing Bajrang to the yep, 65 exactly. kilo bracket uh, in a couple weeks they're doing or 150 pound bracket, whatever it is. But yeah, I love the competition. It's so, I forgot who tweeted out, maybe Scott Green. Somebody was like, this year the wrestling consumer won. And it's true because while we missed a lot of great substance as fans from NCAAs to the Olympic trials, Olympics, the, you know, through struggle, you often refine. That's where like the fire is refined and stuff. And I think the struggle all year within wrestling, it's no doubt that largely due to all the cancellations and everything that's happening, the wrestling world's adapting. Look at all these duels that Rockfin was already on this trajectory to do something like this. But when you've got entities like the NWC starting to get duels because they need matches, this... 2020 definitely caused wrestling to innovate. And I, I love even shows like stalemates, like seeing these types of things pop up 
and develop these different niches and, and having some competition between different groups. I love it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. It's been one of, you know, I could think of a year that there's been more, you know, this is the most innovative year in the sport of wrestling ever. And that, that's a cool thing. And I, we're on a, right. We're, we're on a, like, like Rockfin's platform. It's going parabolic right now with the, yeah. you know, subscribers and, you know, it just, everything everybody's trying to do something man and you see so much i love it i love all the competition within right now not only just on the wrestling mat now now to fight for for different you know fight for athletes to come be on your stuff to fight for you know doing doing good on social just different things that that you haven't seen in the past it's just a lot more competitive overall and and i think that that's what you need you need a lot of that and i think that the growth over the next two, three years is going to be insane in the wrestling world. And, and I think it's going to get to the point where there's going to be money in wrestling, right? There's, there's a little bit now it's starting to get better, but I think it's just going to keep increasing and increasing. So. Yeah, I love it. So last thing here, before I let you go, you talk about what's coming up. You're at the RTC cup next Friday, Saturday on flow. What else you got coming up between then and the Olympic trials that, you know, for now the fans can get excited about. Yeah, yeah. So RTC duels, that'll be the first one. Got to get down to get down to weight for that one, get down to 60 kilos. So that'll be fun. Uh, just just getting down for the first time, and you know, since season really. So it's basically yeah. 33, a little less. But then uh, after that, uh, yeah, we got a card December. I think it's 15, 16, something in that area. And so just looking for, I haven't set up who I'm going to wrestle yet, but hoping to find somebody to compete against in that match and uh those are those are the two uh more recent or upcoming things and then we'll, we'll see what happens you know in january february time but take it one month at a time with all the craziest <laughs> craziness going on i know it's exactly what gabe said i'm like so now that you know you're committing to trying to make the olympic spot at 86 kilos what's scheduled is like just and we talked a lot about opportunity and it's like just seeing what opportunity rise itself. So I love it. Listen, man, I know you just worked out, worked out number two of the day. You're probably going to eat some Thanksgiving leftovers. So I don't want to keep it too much longer. Thank you though, for popping back on. Yep. Yep. It's always good getting on chat with you and uh, yeah, you always got some awesome, awesome insights and things to say, man. So, so appreciate you. And thanks for having me on again. And that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If you did enjoy this episode of the podcast, be sure to leave a five-star rating review on Apple podcast and be sure to subscribe. So you don't miss out on more episodes for more wrestling content. Be sure to follow bash mania on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram and follow me. I'm at J bash on Instagram and at Justin J bash on Twitter. I'll be back with another episode shortly. See ya. And the beat goes on.